Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back to the Next Level Show. We actually have a new style of interview. The first time we actually have two guests on at the same time. Um, let's see how it goes. We're super excited to kind of get this going. It's um, Annie and Mish from Mish. Babe. <laughs> Mish. Ah, yeah. I, I always butcher well, one of my one of my guests' That's name. Okay. Either it's the last name, but we almost had it. Uh, from Fit Babe <laughs> Fam, right? It's a company name you guys yeah. uh, use. Awesome, cool. Yeah. Um, just welcome. I'm super excited, you guys, to have you guys on the show. How are you guys doing um, over there in Canada? We're we're, we're good. good. Quarantined. So. Yeah. Quarantine life. Yeah. Quarantine <laughs> life. You got it. <laughs> been a reality awesome. for a while now yeah yeah awesome it's, awesome. it's like I mean, you're kind of used to it now it's been like going on yeah. for like so long it's, it'll mean, be weird even to go get used come to out it, of it and then you're over it and then you're used to it again mm-hmm. it's really yeah, comfortable with our homes now yeah <laughs> there you go i think you're in florida florida we're rebels so we quarantined for, i think for two months and then ever since then we've been just rebellion man we're like that ugly uh, stepchild of the united states that everyone just dislikes <laughs> i love it man I, I have a shirt that says rebel i should have wore it <laughs> there you <laughs> go you could, uh, for just to represent on on yeah. the next level show yeah. um but just kind of wanted to get your uh, our audience familiar i mean i'm sure once we um you know your listeners will check this episode out and want to maybe hear more about you guys um but kind of for our people what is like you know who are you guys what kind of got you guys into this space and also into coaching Okay, well, essentially what kind of brought us together was our passion for obviously helping people and fitness. Um, So we originally met uh, on the monster team, we worked there. And then the team went back to Calgary. So we were both like had extra time and we wanted to use that time to give back to people because it just, it makes us feel good. And it's just a passion of ours. Uh, And then we discovered we love fitness. So we kind of just ended up in this role. Annie was training. I was actually doing accounting. And then through COVID, our department got shut down. So I kind of was a little bit miserable in what I was doing. So she's like, this is the time. Let's do it. Me. Yeah. So because I was working at a commercial gym at the time, like as a private trainer. And then obviously mm. because of COVID, that was no longer an, like a thing. So I started training out of my basement. Um and then when we started talking, we ended up building a studio in my basement, which is where we train our clients nice. out of. Okay. And you guys aren't related. You guys are just friends. <laughs> okay. Because I'm pretty sure how many times you get asked if you oh, guys are sisters, I, right? Are you twins? <laughs> We're like different nationalities too. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. not even from the same. Yeah. Okay. Of, okay. No. We just wanted to clear that because I- like, Pardon? No, at first I wasn't going to say if you guys were twins when I first came across your page and I was just like, you know what? It looks like based that they're more friends. It just says best friends, best friends, never says sister. So I'm like, I kind of read. Awesome. Awesome. And um, Gabe, did you have anything to add there? Yeah, just real quick. So you mentioned that you were in uh, Mish, that you were in counting, and then because of COVID, that got shut down. So as over it, as crazy as you know, uh, as this has been, I think that's kind of like a blessing in disguise. Because if it wasn't for that, I mean, would you have really left your no comfortability of accounting really to to, no? I was like, so I knew I was like unhappy, and to be fully transparent, like 
but personal training had always come up, but I just had never pursued it because I wanted to make money. And I didn't see that in personal training, just like from what I was seeing, um, and like the time that you have to spend, right? Like it's weekends, evening or yeah, weekends, evenings and mornings. And so I didn't really want that, but I realized that it's something that I've always like come back to. And it's something I truly love and wanted to like show people like how great it can be for like your life. And so, yeah, this was actually a blessing in disguise a hundred percent. And the fact that it's going so well, um, and we've met so many incredible people, uh, incredible people along the way. My God, I feel so <laughs> like so blessed. So yeah, it's almost like it was like literally meant to be. Like we were meant to meet, we were meant to do this because it feels so right. And every time we have like an aha moment, we're just like, fuck yeah. And anytime <laughs> like, we're supposed to, do. yeah. And anytime something bad happens, we're like, something good is coming. <laughs> Yeah, no, for real. I mean, like, I'm in the same boat as well as you. Like, I was in like an office job and a corporate job with uh, working yeah. for a uh, work for a company, and then because of COVID, that got shut down. So that made me kind of go more more full on with personal training here within my community, yeah. and also my wife and I we opened up a business. So if it wasn't really for that, you know, we really wouldn't have been. We wouldn't have thrown ourselves that much as we have now, right? And so much so that we're looking to just you know go on full time on both of our both of us on this. They always say that um, the change happens when you're out of your like comfort zone. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have been taken out of their comfort zone this year. Absolutely. Or last year. I think COVID really brought out certain parts out of people. And I think it's made people push through, like you guys just talked about their uncomfortable moments. And I think it's made people have more drive in that aspect. So I think it's awesome. I think it really mm-hmm. just highlights your two, the, the both of you guys' personalities, uh, your your attributes, because I think it also exposed some of the bad in people. You know, we saw mm-hmm. a lot of craziness happen this past year, mm-hmm. but it also the people that took decided to do something, a lot of good came out of it as well. I mean, for you nice. guys, you, you turned nice. something into that was essentially more strict of a lockdown into something where you're impacting lives, right. not only your guys' personal lives, but the lives of other people that follow hey. you and, and, and work with you. So I think that's, as far as coaching, I think what you're saying is right. A lot of people may have a passion for coaching or, or an interest, sorry, an interest for coaching at first, mm-hmm. but I had the same fear uh, going into because it's not the, I don't ever advise a trainer to go or a coach to go into it because you're going to become super rich right off the bat. Right. Right? It's, it's, right. it's a lot of, uh, a lot of learning um, coming out, you just learning the business. And also you starting a business within a pandemic or just getting into just helping people in a pandemic shows a lot because it kind of, this also weeded out a lot of the people that weren't passionate about really helping people and serving them. So kudos, kudos to you guys for that. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely had our our ups and downs throughout this whole transition to be completely honest with yeah. you a couple breakdowns oh like least. i think there's like a solid month we were crying daily and we're just like <laughs> it will be fine but you know what we but, came out of it and like things just like yeah. keep going up and up and yeah. we keep meeting the right people and it's just been so great yeah what have been some of those uh i guess challenges within the business or within this process for you guys to get to where you guys are right now I guess like for, for me, like as a new trainer, like we had all good intentions that like Annie was going to mentor me because like, I never worked in a gym or anything like that, but we realized really fast that the time that we were able to spend together, it's to talk about the business. And like, even when we hang out as friends, we have to like 
put like a timer on our phone that we're not allowed to talk about business because it's just, we constantly are trying, we're constantly trying to build it. And so our minds don't stop. It's like a constant wheel that turns like, oh, we have an idea. Oh, we, you yeah. know what I mean? Like we always want to keep growing. So for me, I guess it's been like educating and I'm very type A. So I, I need to see like procedures <laughs> and like just exactly how things are done. So I've done like a lot of like self-education through like YouTube, the internet, like you got to take and leave some of the stuff from the internet. Right. I've taken a lot of courses. Um, I listen to like podcasts and um, YouTube. Like I listen to uh, like sort of healthy and they've really helped mm-hmm. me like understand, uh, understand that. And um, yeah. yeah. And also we don't know business, like the business background. Yeah. It's definitely not our forte. Yeah. It's been it's been a learning curve, but like I said, we have so many amazing people that have coached us yeah. in the business side of things. Um, cause thank God. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it comes with it, right? Like it's not just the personal training. It's like so much more and I social think, media. Yeah. And I feel like with, <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. Social media. <laughs> That's been probably the hardest thing yeah. for us. I think. Yeah. What's the what's the hardest part about social media? Because I see you guys right now, a fairly new page. I think I uh, came across your guys's page through a mutual friend of ours, Khaled. I think is his his name, right? Um, and then I've seen your guys's growth. It's been really mm-hmm. quick. What are some stuff that you've guys figured out, maybe on how to deliver your message? Um, you know, to get it across, I guess, to people to follow. Oh man, I think for us, is we overthink everything and so like we want everything to be perfect and when it comes to social media it's kind of like you just have to be you you just have to kind of show people your vulnerable side your you're basically all of your sides we're just getting comfortable kind of doing that I think yeah so we we really didn't understand and we actually came across one of our clients Mm -hmm. she she came into our life and she, she knew it really well. So we're like, let's exchange services here. And she helped us grow like really, really um, fast. Yeah. And she showed us a lot of stuff. She did. No idea. She did. Yeah. And so really grateful to her. And, uh, and then after that, we've just been trying to like maintain and, and what we do is we really believe in community. That's why famine's in our name. So we like do a lot of things in the community and like we refer out to like photographers, like, or even the people that helped us build our gym and stuff. And then that's how we kind of get like our name out there. And I feel like the more and more that you give to other people, you get back as well. And that's what we want to show on social media as well. It's like we're laying the message that we are here to help and support um, and support everybody around us. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a great message because sometimes it, it almost seems as if like all these kind of it, it feels like all these secrets and tips and how to go about things are like yeah. some heavily guarded, you know, secret that you got to know, like, you know, the right. secret handshake and secret word passcode to kind right. of get to. Yeah. So now, you know, it's, it's, hey, let me, let me help you out. Just because I struggle doesn't mean that you have to struggle. Let me, right. help, you, let me help you out and hook you up. I mean, if you have right. to help me in the later, great. But if not, then, you know, whatever, it's all good. Right. Of course, everybody starts at the same spot, you know, and I know that people saw us in that spot and we see people in that spot. And I think like it just it's that circle where you're just constantly helping each other thrive because that's really what it's all about. I think it's like really important to pay it forward. You know, yeah. someone like a lot of people helped us out. So when we get to that point, we're trying to help other people, especially smaller businesses that are going and right, right now. Yeah. Right. We just really want to. Yeah. Um, 
No, that's awesome. Yeah. And I was actually curious, you guys kind of touched up on the name. Um, I don't know if there's more like to creating the name of, you know, fit babe fam. It's what other, I know we got the fam part. What was yeah. the other, like, what kind of made you this conclusive? Like, this is our name for our business. So like, it took a while for us yeah, to like go right. through it. Like I remember we were at the rec center, just hashing out names. We were <laughs> sending it to like uh, the, our main photographer. And he's like, no, he's like, like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, yeah. No. So, um, <laughs> like that was huge for community babe. We should just say babe a lot. And we actually found these shirts. So it <laughs> says, say babe. it says I love a it. babe is, <laughs> is a person who always assumes positive intent goes out of their way to uplift others and focuses their personal energy on growing what is good in the world. So oh, we nice. just like, we want everyone to feel like a babe, be a babe, like a badass babe. Yeah. You know? awesome. <laughs> we are finding though, that like adult men are having trouble saying fit. Ba- I go to fit babe. Fam. So we just go with FBF. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is sure, but I yeah. mean, he doesn't like to be called the babe. Yeah. To be honest. yeah. Well, well, dudes are babes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dudes can be babes. Right. So yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what they just don't want to like i guess say it to their friends but deep down we all kind of like to be called babe um no yeah he called and i I told him gabe it's not the same we don't try to rhyme here (laughs) um no i was gonna ask you too uh, what was the i guess out of the bad ideas that you've had with the name what was kind of like the most like cringy like definitely not doing that one i really think they've like left my memory because they're but i I think the only one I can think of, we had AM, AM fitness, fitness because Annie and Mitch were like clever. AM fitness. Let's yeah. Get, okay. yeah. Let's get up <laughs> in the so AM. Bad. <laughs> Definitely she not a bad one. She doesn't wake up in the AM. Though, I'm so not a morning person. I really didn't work. <laughs> I'm more of the gotcha. night hawk. She's yeah. a morning person for sure. Okay. Okay. And uh, since I kind of wanted to ask like, uh, Annie, how long have you been a coach in the space? Um, working I guess with one-on-one you said you were working before this yeah whole so I started actually I grew up on the east coast um so St. John New Brunswick and I started at Good Life there about nine nine and a half years ago and since then I've kind of moved around um Canada a little bit um and I worked at like the Y I've worked at like um the YMCA um or sorry the YMCA um gym movement and I've done like my own personal private training as well and so, how long has that been total i guess like coaching i've got nine and a half years awesome oh, wow. cool yeah it's close yeah. to that decade mark it's been That's a awesome. long time <laughs> <laughs> thinking back yeah which is awesome because I, for Mish, I mean, it's awesome because you see the experience and Annie, you've gone through that in person. I think that's super valuable. Mm, um, just yeah. working with one-on-one people because I mean, it's nothing wrong with jumping into the space, but uh, into the online world, but it, you, you can, you already know, like it's a yeah. whole other type of communication connection. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's different when you coach someone in real time. I, I always like tell the guys and any other coach that we talk to, it's, it feels like when coaching online, it's almost like you're coaching blindfolded at times mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're not seeing um, in real time what's happening. So you right. having that experience, you can predict what is going to happen, 100%. what struggles, what uh, mechanical breakdown will happen in someone's workouts. Right. And um, I just always find it. It's it's when someone has been in it for the space, they're in it for the right reasons after a certain amount of time, for sure. Um, right. And it's been so great that COVID's been able to like have that impact on the fitness industry to be able to do 
coaching internationally, really, yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when, when you're in person, like, you know, you can, you, you walk around or you kind of see, okay, well, this is what's going on. This is what's break down. So you kind of almost had kind of have to look into the future and look ahead for certain kind of things that will most likely happen with, with some people. So I'm kind of like, not that far off from you, Mish, where I'm fairly new. I mean, uh, probably like what, three, three to four years or so. Yeah. as a trainer. So I kind of like, I've learned a lot, even from John, you know, just talking to things, not only just for business side of it, but also just as a trainer, you know, as a coach, what to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's a great wealth of knowledge to have any there to, to help. Oh to my God. You. So, so good. Yeah. And, and it's good to have each other because our styles are a little bit different. So I learned from her and vice versa. Yeah. It's yeah, like a fresh like, pair of eyes. There's to kind of yeah, look like, at something. If we're like our clients just not getting it and we just can't seem to like make it stick we'll kind of like talk it out and then she'll kind of say something or I'll kind of say something. And then we try that approach and it works. So it's, right. it's, it's just getting somebody else's perspective yeah. um, from mm -hmm. like an outsider point of view. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for me, so, it was like the hardest part for me was more of like how to communicate certain kind of ideas, because I know how to train myself, mm -hmm. I know how to move, right. or I can understand certain kind of things. If I see like, for instance, a YouTube video, is how can I translate that to to right. like an everyday person, right? right. That, that's what I found to be the most challenging, challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what would be the most challenging aspect for you? Did you find as a as a fairly new uh, trainer? I, I would agree, like, just simply like explaining, like, say a hinge, yeah. Like sometimes I just couldn't, especially if like I can't touch them and like kind yeah. of show them where to activate. I found that really difficult virtually, but then like, just like learning like tools that I could use to kind of explain, um, that kind of made them visualize something in their head to activate that muscle, um, started to really help me with that. And same with Annie, she gave me a lot of like, like the like, Pointers. yeah. Yeah, there's certain cues that you give that mm -hmm. people like, and I'm such a visual person. So I always try to like visualize like the move and I'll tell them like, oh yeah, like for a push up, like I'm like, okay, elbows at 45 degrees. And they're like, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, hey, do the chicken dance, like and just stop at 45 degrees. And they're like, oh my God, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> stop halfway. There you go. Yeah. Half the chicken dance. Yeah, yeah. The chicken heads. Yeah. So it's just like certain pointers and certain cues like that. <laughs> That's a good one. So I wanted to ask, like with coaching, so when a client signs up, uh, it, you, I saw you guys have one-on-one -on -one, uh, group. So they're essentially working with two coaches at once. They're getting kind of like the double service, if you will. Right. 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 Yeah. So what happens is we generally like, we'll talk to the client and just see who they kind of pair best with. But uh, we have an app. So basically, there's a chat in there. If the client sends us in any information or they send us a video of like them doing a move, they're like, is this right or something? Um, we can both answer and like just get on it right away. Um, if I'm away, Annie's away or anything like that, they can train them. Um, yeah. We kind of go back and forth on it. So yeah. we, we kind of like help each other out when needed. Um, we have individual clients, but then we'll have clients where we'll tackle together and we'll yeah. do it as a team. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious on how that kind of worked. I mean, we've juggled some stuff here. Um, the guys and I on future plans, uh, we all have our own, own individual clients, but I know the space continues to evolve and, um, 
kind of how to help more people. I know that one-on-one being one coach, it's tough to provide uh, an an exceptional service with all the little details and moving parts that an individual have. But um, I know that that's kind of what drew me to your guys' pages because I'm like, okay, like I'm assuming this kind of how the breakdown would happen. The amount of volume that you could take on definitely opens up because you're not limited to... 20 online clients because if you're providing x service it gets a little hard past maybe 20 25 30 yeah. clients right. so i think that's super powerful you guys have like already discovered a superpower from the beginning uh, <laughs> and, awesome. and like we also do couples right we also do we also do um two up to three into like kind of like individual like group sessions and then aside from that we would love to start doing boot camps if stuff with covid kind of opens up a little bit more as well um, which would be kind of cool to have. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to ask you guys, I think it's always powerful as a story of someone. I'm always interested on like how we kind of, you know, we've touched a little bit on, you know, missed your story on how do you jumped into coaching or, <laughs> but I never asked how you guys got into real, like the fitness side of things and the, the love for it. Um, obviously I think that from my personal take was I was the skinny kid growing up that kind of those insecurities were building up after, after a certain age. And I wanted to, to be bigger or more muscular. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what a guy will do or vice versa. If you struggled with weight, uh, someone that struggles with weight jumps in because they want to be in shape, so on and so forth. What, what was kind of that for you guys uh, to start just your own fitness journey? So for me, like I always had like a super hyperactive mind and like, looking back now, I realized that I was more like anxiety as a kid. And like, I realized if I was constantly moving and doing things, I just felt normal and better. Uh, So I was like really involved in like cross country and soccer. And then that translated into, I did hockey Academy for like my high school. Like I got credits for hockey. Um, But it's just uh, the reason. Yeah. I mean, definitely not. not (laughs) I think you kind of have to when you're in Canada, no? Sorry? I said, I think you have to know how to play cocky in well, Canada. I mean, no? she, I can't she don't even skate. Oh. I'm teaching oh. her kids how to I, skate. I grew up in Colombia, like, yeah. well, like half. And then I moved to Canada. So, like, my parents were just never into going out in the cold. <laughs> so, I okay. just never left. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so my biggest driving factor why I love fitness is because it gives me, like, mental clarity. I just have a better quality of life. And I want to show people that because I think – a lot of people experience anxiety, depression, like even like just like going down like addictions and stuff like that. So I think it's really, really important to, to use fitness um, as a tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It took me a while to, to get to that point. Initially it was similar to John's story, that insecurity of that, you know, that skinny kid. Um, I did it, you know, for maybe, you know, the wrong reasons and went, you know, uh, made a couple of mistakes along the way. But now it's just uh, what else does it do besides the whole aesthetic of it? It's just that, like you mentioned, that mental clarity, just uh, how it makes me feel. I mean, I know if I miss a couple of days, you know, I'm not always the best. I mean, I'm not stressing me like saying, oh, my goodness, I need to go back like I need a, a hit or something. But it's just, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, I know it's a little weird. To I mean, say. it's the best addiction. <laughs> yeah, have. it is. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it definitely can be like that. Yeah. But so, yeah, it just took me a while to get to that point. So that you went into it with that is just uh, pretty great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. So I guess like for me, I was also a super active kid. Um, and I was like the weird kid that would run to school in the morning if it was like super nice out. Um, I also started, I think, going to the gym when I was in middle school. 
um, doing cardio, of course, because like at that time I had no idea about resistance training. Um, I actually went to school for fashion design in Vancouver. That was a really big passion of mine as my dad has factories in Colombia. So I really wanted to kind of follow pursuit, but I realized it was just not for me. That industry was, it wasn't for me. And I then started training at good life and the manager there actually approached me and asked if I was a trainer and asked. And then when I said, no, she's like, well, you should be like, you, you would be amazing. And then that kind of like let up my, that light bulb that I've always kind of like Mish said, training always came up in my life. And then when I started doing it, it just felt so right. And I've been doing it and loving it ever since. Awesome. That's awesome. I think that it's, it's funny when you say like you're the manager approaches and asks like, are you a trainer or someone asks like, are you, you should be a trainer. That's kind of what happened with, with Mike. Uh, he's um, he was actually a client of mine for a couple of years um, he got in tremendous, tremendous shape. He one of the best transformations I've ever got to experience. And then my manager did the whole, like, you should be a trainer. It's just, you would totally be good for it. And then he became a trainer for the last couple of years. And now he's full-time full book and he's doing great. Um, so it's always kind of, it's awesome to see that we have a, a large, um, a large female audience that listens to the show and it's ironic is like, I don't know, like we just checked the statistics and I'm a numbers dude. I love to see kind of like, yeah. like I like to see numbers analytics, you know, what's going on. And it seems to be like, yeah, we have a large audience and a good chunk of it is a women uh, demographic. And it's, I think, I don't know if it's because of how we speak or whatever, but I also love to bring on guests such as yourselves uh, to kind of share. Cause I know that, in the fitness space in the last couple decades and up until recently there was a lot of female myths out there that women stayed yeah. away from lifting weights yeah. um, right. women only uh what uh, high reps you know yeah. only cardio, cardio. anything yeah. outside of that was kind of like it was unbelievable right yeah. right i don't know if like if there's some stuff that some mistakes you guys made along the way like at the beginning or stuff or maybe some uh pivotal moments in your coaching experience that it was like kind of like connected and it's like like you said aha moments um with helping people or even yourself stuff that maybe you fell you fell for I think like for me like because I definitely fell in that cardio like er earlier on in like my like age (laughs) is she so yeah but um (laughs) but then I just said it like let's just give it a shot like let's just try doing resistance training and like I saw a significant difference I lost a lot more weight and I got the look that I wanted because the one thing that I try to explain to like especially my female clients is that you're going to do cardio and then the second you stop it's going to come back like that whereas like Yes, over time, like you have to take more time to build the muscle, but you're going to keep it for longer and um, you're, it's going, you're going to look better, but you have to build that trust with those clients that are really nervous about getting bulky, just baby steps, definitely just introducing a little bit every week until it becomes a full lifestyle change. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's that message of like with resistance training, sure, it might be hard and you might not see that much difference or changes at first, but right. then it'll turn like into a snowball effect where yeah. it'll just start speeding up and you'll see things conversely yeah. with the with the cardio. Sure, you might see things right away, but then yeah. they'll start slowing down and you still you're going to get start you, you'll start to get diminishing return on that. To what all that you're really putting into that cardio now you have to what spend an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Right. You know, and we it. we avoid scales because a lot of times, like it's not going to reflect really like, um, what we want to, we use photos and then we put them side by side, side by side and we show our clients that. And it's so, like, it's, it's good. Yeah. But the main focus that we have too, is more of internal, more of the internal changes as opposed to so much of aesthetic. Um, cause even though that they might not see the changes they want physically, we remind them so much internally, how much they have changed. Um, and all the obstacles that they keep overcoming, because a lot of people just forget that it's, it's so much more internal, I, I feel like. So this would be a, an example of a barrier, specifically with females, right. like them just wanting to do cardio, not resistance, and then just educating them. And then again, gaining their trust. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because at first, like, you know, if you tell me, hey, no, I, this is what I know. And you yeah. tell me, no, it's not that. I mean, like, uh, excuse me. No, that's really not it. You yeah. know, you're not going to change we, my mind for one conversation. Trust the and, they, and they hired yes. you. They're like, we're paying you a lot of money. Like, I want to do what I want to do. And it's, yeah. It, it, it's kind of like a, a, a balance where you give them what they want, but also at of the course. same time, giving them what they need. Yeah. Which, okay, fine. Okay. Let's just do a little bit of this, maybe like, you know, yeah. uh, whatever amount of time, but then let's just get it really what we, what we, some impactful movements. Right. Um, because you want to make it a lifestyle change, not a short term, not a short term change, which I think tends to happen a lot with people, especially when they don't have a coach, they kind of mm -hmm. go about it some like with a plan they see on the internet or something that a friend's doing as opposed to like oh. breaking down the barriers and like going through the nutrition and eliminating the things that are getting in the way of their results. It doesn't last essentially. It just doesn't go hard or go home is not always no. the right way. <laughs> no, not at so, all. Is yeah. there any other aspects where you tend to either get pushback or where they look at you like kind of like, you know, sideways saying, Oh, I don't know about this. I need a little more convincing before I go there. I'm sure cardio could be one of them. Yeah. Um, is there anything as far as nutritional wise or movement wise that you guys more get up? More get calories up? for females is really tough. Like I have women that are doing like thousand, 1100 calories or whatever. And like to tell them we need to increase that to like minimum 16, they're just, it's, we can't go there right away. Like we have to gradually get them there, yeah. but it's their mind just yeah. cannot handle it. Yeah. And get it. Yeah. And then, but I think once we tell them what we eat, they're like, they what? feel more comfortable <laughs> yeah. with it. So yeah. Is that so that's that's also that's a big thing, um, myself included, you know, with my clients or female clients that I tell them, okay, well, we need to eat just a little bit more. And they look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. So right. what what outside of saying, well, this is what I do? Um, are there any other points that kind of like to help to get them to that goal of eating a little bit more that you guys have? Well, a lot of examples we give them too, because we have some before and after pictures of previous clients yeah. as well, where they're at a certain weight and they look so much more fit and the way that they want to look as opposed to when they were like, like even like 10 pounds or 10 pounds over or 10 pounds under, because the weight doesn't matter. Right. So you just got to show them that this is the way to get you to your goals. 
even though they don't can't 100% grasp the concept. So like with before and after pictures, we don't just show like before and after pictures. It's like what these people, what like they were initially eating and what they're eating now. And like just like showing that. them the difference uh, side by side. That's a good one. Yeah. Mike, I know, I, Mike, I know you were going to say something there. It looked like it. So I want to let you, I know you've been on daddy duty too. Yeah, no, I was, that's pretty much what I was going to ask. I, I literally just had this conversation with one of my, my newer female clients and she's, she's right around there. A thousand calories, 1100 calories. Yeah. Um, confused as to why she's not losing weight and yeah. same exact conversation. We got to eat a little bit more and well, she literally laughed at me. Well, um, it's just, ex- sorry, continue. No, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, it's just explaining to them that, that your, your body's going to hold on to those calories as fat so that carbs are your friends, ladies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, just explaining, I guess, educating, 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 and then eventually somehow it, it does eventually. Play. Once they start to really see the results and once they start to see those even minimal changes, they're like, okay, well, maybe they have an idea of, you know, what they're doing and what the plan that they have for me. So yeah, that's when when the trust starts to build. Well, I think it's also like, I don't, I don't think there's really many people who actually want to only be stuck with a thousand calories for a food budget. You know, like if we can get people to eat more, I think they'd end up being happier that way. And that's one of the ways that I kind of, why would you want to not have more of it? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Don't know. No, yeah. <laughs> I think I love, I love the carb thing too, because I feel that when women sign up for a trainer, they obviously have the notion of losing weight. Typically it's what's going to happen or pack on size, but it's this notion that they, they see a picture on Instagram and what, and also it's like something that comes to mind is your guys's page, the way you guys promote and, and put out content is also very respectable too, because it's not, mm-hmm. not giving the message that it's just me in a bikini all the time. Mm-hmm. Look at my abs, look how, like how quote unquote toned I am. It's right. more so like, what is some helpful information, real uh, stuff that you can take home and apply and make some change. I guess here it's like educating the person that maybe that that girl that they admire that they see for the most part doesn't look like that. And they also spend a lot of time in a, you know, maintenance slash, you know, surplus building phase because a woman that comes in wants to either lose or build essentially want to build maybe their legs is typically their main thing, their glutes and just have an overall, just a, a different physique, which does need calories. So this whole 100%. notion that you, you have to eat, they're afraid to lose maybe some tightness, but it's like, I always, so I also advise clients is let's pick a focus for now. And let's kind of set our mind on that. And obviously I don't believe any, I used to, I was, I was this guy that just dirty bulked. I was forever bulking for like five years, Um, but you don't have to go on this, on this whole forever bulk life, but definitely you want to eat some more food. And what happens is if to them, it almost seems magical. It seems like, Oh my God, like I'm getting tighter. I'm, I'm, my clothes is fitting differently. My hormones are my, I lost my period for months and now it's back. It's like all these great things happen and women don't understand that. Yes. Carbohydrates aren't the enemy here. It's not all these little nuances that, and these fears and myths that we were led to believe, I think just even just a decade ago, the message is coming a long way and you guys are doing Mm -hmm. a fantastic job at just sharing that because it's also easier i feel for a woman to relate to another woman yeah, like a coach, yeah. especially yeah, I mean, absolutely it's, it's, that means a lot 
it's hard for us as dudes, you know, to tell them like, Hey, it's like, you're, they, they still like, it's like you don't say, get it. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. Like you don't, you don't feel what mm-hmm. I feel. And it's like, I, but still the female audience listening to the show, yeah. I think they kind of have like some belief there, but it's, it's, yeah, it's just the connect, you know, the ability to connect to that person is super right. powerful. Yeah. Cause we've been through it, I guess, on the woman's side of things is what they kind of see. Absolutely. And I know that, so I did a bikini competition years and years ago. Um, and I know that when I was training for it after, I don't think I got my period for like two or three years after. Wow. Wow. That's, wow. Yeah. That's and wild. that really like affected me and impacted me with nutrition and obviously my workouts. I had a very, um, bad relationship with food after that. And it took a while to kind of get back to it. Um, just cause mentally I was just like, no, I only, I can only eat broccoli mm-hmm. and white fish and I can't have carbs. And it took a while for me. Cause I knew, I knew the information. I knew that I had to eat carbs. I just, for whatever reason, I was just stuck in that training mentality while I was training for my competition. Can you go a little bit deeper there? Cause I think that's a, that's a good point to make. Cause I think there's still a lot of women that I'm listening that may consider this, or this is a way to get in shape. Kind of mm-hmm. what I explained to people with my brief process in this whole competing world is that even as self-aware as I like to think I am with my food and training, I still had those mental struggles and mental fucks if you will, with food. It's just like, it's, you literally like, it's, 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 it's crazy how powerful, the mind can be, but when she, the, also when you combine uh, almost restriction for a period of time, and then you introduce these foods, you start creating these weird associations, which I knew better, it, but it still happened. Kind of what was that competing process for you uh, and also getting out of that? Uh, well, for me to get out of that, I had to do, again, a lot of work on myself and figure out why was I reverting back to this meal plan and why I couldn't get out of it. Um, and it, it came down to more just being more like an insecurity issue. I think um, I love the training aspect of doing a competition, but I think for me being on stage and being judged like that, was it really for me? Um, and I think that really impacted me in that way mentally. So um yeah, it was just just working through it and just slowly starting to introduce the foods that I was eating before until eventually just I just got out of it, thankfully. No, awesome, awesome. Yeah, we were just talking to uh, another coach that's, you know, he's his all into powerlifting. And mm-hmm. what he was saying about his female clients is like, you know, he doesn't obviously train any physique competitors, it's not his thing. But uh, the positive, I think that when women got into introduced more, you know, I guess we can thank CrossFit for this. I mean, this is some of the positives that they had on the industry. Um, that they introduced like these women squatting and, 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 and deadlifting and, and, and all these other movements that women are now also joining the powerlifting community, which is also kind of was used to be just kind of a guy thing. It right. yeah. not, no women competed, but what happens is with a lot of these women have tremendous physiques um, as a result of chasing strength and performance, not just the cosmetic and eating these low restricted calorie diets. Um, I think that's super powerful. I don't know, like kind of your guys' training philosophy. We can kind of get into that a little bit. Um, how do you go about maybe your programming and maybe just like your philosophy with, uh, exercise? I think like 
the biggest thing that we start off with is obviously the foundation phase, but is correcting like any imbalances Mm -hmm. and just like basically major roadblocks that we see in their mind and then going into their program hard because making uh, sure they can move properly. Yeah. Have proper movement. Um, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, yeah. And then after that, we just, yeah, just building that foundation so that when they do do the big lifts, they're ready. Um, we're not going to cause any injuries, and also making sure that they're confident in in doing the moves that they are doing. Right, just educating, educating yeah, them. It's huge in the first in the first phase for us, oh, and yeah, building but- that trust so that they will like they will feel comfortable doing what we're giving them, and they will own. do it, and not just tell us that they're doing it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, that's big. Yeah. It, it makes no difference if you can lift like X amount of weight if you need like help to get up from the floor. Right, right. right. And then like we don't want them, we don't want to be destroying their body. Like if they can't keep proper like posture, like we even down, we start giving them homework. Like, okay, we're not picking things up, like just picking them up. We're turning our body, we're squatting down, we're picking up to get them into like habits of having like that neutral spine and everything. And that's just, yeah. Right. Right. If I were carrying the groceries in the house, yeah. <laughs> go around yep. the block a couple of times. <laughs> I, I actually love that. Um, I, I always make the joke with my clients that, uh, that we don't, we don't come with manuals. Um, yeah. and so like simple things like that, like squaring your hips up to whatever you're about to pick up, uh, yeah. that, that's not something most people think about. So, yeah. and that's exactly how a lot of people hurt themselves. It's right. the, the, the box of litter or something that they're picking up for their yeah. cat. Even like your kids, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I can, I can personally attest to that one. 11 pounds. gets very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, we, we love hearing that. I mean, we pretty much preach, you know, the, the, the same thing to our people because it's a, it's a quality of life thing. And that, you know, when yeah, it's not just about gym, it's about everything that you do outside of the gym. It's your daily life routine that makes working out in return when you're at home so much easier. I, I like this because it also highlights, you know, true coaches versus the person that just knows how to train themselves very well. It's like, mm-hmm. it's understanding mechanics moving well or improving something that's could be a lot better. Maybe something's just not, you know, firing properly. Maybe there's a breakdown somewhere. It's not about just, Oh, you can't squat. Let's just throw some squat wedges on you and just kind of call it a day and just yeah. whatever. I mean, there yeah. is true coaching involved. There's an art to it. I feel. And I think that's what's misunderstood. I think in the space, with social media um i just it's not poking at anyone that on the space but it's just we have people that we respect that have different philosophies and they're not Mm -hmm. wrong it's just it's just goes to show for for coaches you know you guys are true coaches and uh, understand these things and i think it's important because fundamentally we are the that front you know, I guess front line of defense to help every yeah. person, you know, then we have these specialists that are chiros, yeah. physical therapists and doctors and spe- that specialize in specific areas. But we, we are, we have a big responsibility to help. And I think that just hearing your guys' conversation, it's, it seems like you definitely are doing like the right thing by people. And that's just really awesome to see, even on the other, other, uh, other, in another country, it's, yeah, it's that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot because like we do try really hard to, to do that. So, so it's good that that, that, comes message, across. Is, yeah, yeah. that message is coming across all yeah. the way there. <laughs> no, it is because, yeah. you know, sometimes even, 
even when you have the greatest intentions and you're always questioning yourself if you're doing it the right way, you're always saying to yourself, is it fine? I mean, is it okay? (laughs) But then when you have like, you know, a random person coming up to you and saying, hey, you know, I read this or I heard that you said this and I really like that. Or, you know, even someone else within the same space saying that, you know, it's it's always kind of cool. Of oh. course, that's our fuel. Like when we have somebody come up to us, they're like, oh my God, you girls like are inspiring us or you're, you're doing so good. Like exactly or, what or you guys are saying. Yeah, or they're saying exactly what we want what? to come across yes. without us saying it. We're like, okay, uh. so we are doing this right because there's so many times we're like, I don't know if this is coming across or if we're doing it right. And it's like, the thing is, like we both are overthinkers and so we just it's it's, we have to shut it off we have to just do and believe that what we're doing is the right thing and what we believe in you know i think that the next step for you girls is definitely starting a podcast oh yeah (laughs) we've (laughs) talked about it Because yeah. I think that's gonna we be the super powerful. So oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys just have to just have to do it. Um it's yeah. just just jump. It's it's a it's a great platform because it's allowed yeah. us to connect. And none of us here have like on the uh as the guys and I, we don't have a massive following. We've just been able to connect, fortunately, with very like smart people that teach us things at the end of the day. We yeah. kind of learn from other people, and it just has, has allowed us to get a message across. You never know who's listening. We have like, it, you'll be surprised if you think that your reach online on social is a, a certain thing, but when you check the podcast space or other outlets, how many people on the other side of the world, you would never really? think you're yep. listening to you guys. And this message needs to be, ha- needs to happen. I just fully, you know, wholeheartedly believe that like, there's still so much room to, to share this message and they might not connect with us for whatever reason, but they may connect with you. And that's what I tell any coach is that it's, it's not about who we follow because we feel like it's oversaturated because we follow more fitness people, but yeah, you know, the people that are every day may be following other things. So if they come across something, a message as yourself, like what you guys are promoting, it's going to be, you never know what life you're going to touch there. So Yeah. yeah, no, that makes complete sense. I think I completely agree with it. I think that's like eventually what we wanted to do. It's just, we haven't had the balls to do it. And then this was, this came to us and we're like, are we doing it? Let's just say yes. Okay. Dive in. We came to bring the balls basically inherently. That comes our way. So we really, (laughs) yeah, we, we basically say yes to like the right opportunities and then just stress about it. (laughs) Figure out it after, afterwards. Yeah. Uh, let's work out (laughs) just work out really let's just go do some stairs we'll be fine (laughs) it's a it's a lot of learning we we definitely had our mistakes you know we're not tech dudes we're not you know uh you know super savvy with audio we had a lot of mistakes we even had complaints at one point about our audio not being up to par we fixed it now recently in the last couple like past 100 mark we made some adjustments too so it's it's fun though. I think it's one of our favorite things to do is to get on here three times a week and just pump out content because it's long yeah. form, it's conversational based and it's stuff that like yeah. you guys say, you guys can't shut off that like fitness mindset or that business mindset. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. what happens here. So all we do is Mike corrected me. It's not press the little red button. It's, it's control. I, R. I heard that. Alt, so. alt, 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 alt. It's the alt button, alt control. Yeah. And then just, you know, hit that button and let's just, let's just put it on the internet. And sometimes we go off the rails and say something really crazy, but it's, it's, it's all for fun. So that's the most important. I kind of wanted to ask you guys, what are some, uh, I guess some takeaways you would like to, um, 
leave the listeners, you know, some of your audience that's going to come on and even ours, uh, some takeaways that they can maybe start implementing ASAP. Oh my gosh, for me, it's like, start, start somewhere. Like if you, go ahead. I was yeah, just, just, (laughs) just, just start and don't try to think of like the perfect plan. It's not going to work out exactly how you want to do it. You're going to learn along the way. It's just learning to be adaptable is huge. Um, Or or the right time, right? There's There's never a right time. Just start, take baby steps, you know, start going for walks and then start like put on a YouTube video if you need to reach out to a coach, Mm -hmm. you know, follow people that like truly inspire you and make you want to be a better person. And it it all just kind of starts coming together. And like one thing I remember, I can't remember how they, he said it, but basically procrastination or action is like the key to anxiety or something. Basically, if you procrastinate, the more you procrastinate anything, the more, the bigger it becomes in your head, the more difficult, the bigger. I just saw that today as well. I think. Right. Yeah. Just be present and just, just, just start now. And action like, like diffuse, like diffuse. I know, I know, I know exactly. I'm really butchering this, but (laughs) the idea is just start acting and then you'll start feeling better. And as you start feeling better, you become like, you start attracting like more information, you seek it out, you start attracting more people that kind of think like you, like that's how we both changed our lives. And it's incredible where we are today because of that. Right. Just changing that mindset and having that mindset shift that it's just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Whether, whether I, I fail, whether I'm having a bad day, just to keep pushing and having the consistency. To keep I on. think, I think the quote is uh, action alleviates anxiety. Yes. I think I know. I, I, I think I saw that like 15 minutes before hopping on air. Ironically, when I was walking my dog, I saw it. And I think that's literally, I was like, Oh yeah. That's <laughs> and that makes so, so much sense. Cause I mean, like how many things do we have? Like either whether it's business in our personal lives, errand or any like little thing, if you don't do it, it's always in the back of your mind, like, Oh shit, I got to go do that. And I haven't done yeah. this. And then, Oh my goodness. What if I don't, or and what if the store closes? I don't know. What if they run out or yeah. Know, but then once you do it, you're like, oh, it okay. so good. Right? And like the, the list just gets longer and longer the more you put on it. Right. So exactly. and, it, and it's also up. like don't set limits to yourself. You know, there's you're capable of absolutely anything as long. I know it sounds super corny, but as long as you put your mind to it, you can you can do absolutely anything. And I think people put limits on themselves way too often. Um, you have to stop caring about like looking good and being good at everything that they start and do. I think Instagram and social media is a problem with that because 100%. everyone seems to do everything perfectly, but it's like, that, that's, that's, that's not how it works. No, you it's, don't have to be good at everything. It's not linear. It's like yeah. up and down, up and down, right? Roller coaster. Yeah. So, so that's, it. that's it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, let's see, boys, do you have anything else to add before we finish, we kind of transition to the last part? Next part. Next part. <laughs> Gabe, do you want to do the lightning round this time? Sure, I'll do. Are you guys ready for the lightning round? So oh, dude, I'm nervous. It sounds like an exam. <laughs> it really Here is. I hope you studied. Get your pencils oh, and calculator out. Uh, no, it's just some kind of questions, just a, some some quick answers. First thing that comes to your mind. Um, okay. Ready? Lightning round. All right. So first thing would be, uh, do you guys have a, a pet peeve? Uh, something that really isn't such a big deal, but it kind of like really just kind of like gets to you. Like uh, me, uh, it's it's when people don't zero out the time on the microwave. 
Like they leave like oh. five seconds. Like it, it makes no sense. Is it really that big of a deal? No, but I mean, can you can you just zero it out? Just just hit cancel. Yeah. Do you guys have that? Like we we actually talked about this the other day, and it's like a bigger one than that. But like we just can't stand assholes and like people bullies, that like bullies and trolls. That's yeah. so funny because I'm literally yeah. right there. Just like it's so <laughs> unnecessary. But yeah. Yeah, makes no sense. No sense. Um, what's the what's the last movie you guys watched, either individually or together? Hangover. We Hangover three. Yeah. Three. Okay. Uh, what's uh so you're making a, a workout playlist what's a must-have song oh i like uh i'm really into voices right now but um there's so many yeah papa, Ro- papa roach sometimes makes uh, yeah papa roach has been making his way on my playlist a little I bit like, i have a dead cell on one of mine yeah that's one yeah all right what's uh if you could become a pro at anything what would it be snowboarder 100 percent Snowboard? I'm like halfway there. Dancer, okay. 100%. I've always wanted to be a dancer. What kind so. of dance? Yeah, any type of dance? Like hip hop. Ooh, okay. Like a hip hop. Break it down. Dancer. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Honestly, over here. Oh, yeah. These hips. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what was uh, your favorite toy as a child? My baby. Your baby. It was just like a stuffed baby. I had a little husky, a little pet husky with two different color eyes that i was just so obsessed with because <laughs> i always wanted to have it in like real life and i used yeah. to always tell my mom to like buy me a husky with two different colors i'll take care of this one <laughs> if you get me a real one yeah. <laughs> well maybe one day yeah. um what's uh, your favorite outdoor activity not snowboarding hiking yeah oh no actually paddleboarding anything on a lake for me oh hell yeah okay <laughs> both <laughs> Okay, how about this? What's uh, one question you would want to have the answer to or not want to have the answer to? Like, oh, uh, how if, to uh, read minds. Okay. Is that an answer to something? <laughs> uh, well, no. I mean, that's a yeah, superpower. It's, no, it's, it's like, exactly. <laughs> but that would be a cool superpower. No, a question would be like, uh, you know, are we alone in the universe? I mean, do you want to know that? Oh. Or do you not want to know that? You know, it's one question you don't want to know the answer to. Is there an afterlife? Yes. Yes. That'd be kind yeah. of crazy if we get the answer to that one, right? They're ghosts. <laughs> I always swear that I see something moving like at the corner of my in my house. That's I'm great. like, is it really a bug or Maybe something? you should get I eyes checked. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, I am close to being legally blind, so uh, oh. I have contacts on. Um, what's uh, one uh, one movie or show that you can watch any day, anytime? Friends. Friends. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was like synchronized, yeah. perfect, oh, right? So good. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. um, restrictions aside, what's one place you would want to travel to? Oh, man, I want to so go to Bali. I want to go to Hawaii. Really? I want to go to uh, Bora Bora. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, but I'd also like to go to Colombia to visit my family oh, for sure. Have you been there recently or at all? Not recently. We were supposed to go last year, actually, yeah. but because of COVID, that didn't happen. Colombia, um, South America. Yeah, Bogota. That's where I'm, that's where I was born. Oh, okay, cool. I'm from. Uh, my dad's from Cali. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, never been there, but I hear it's really nice. Okay. My yeah, you'll enjoy. To be honest, it's not my favorite city in Colombia. No. I think you would definitely have to go there, obviously for family, but. Not even Cali is my favorite city. Medellin is my favorite city. Yeah, Medellin. That's where my dad's from. So definitely my favorite place. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, almost to the end. Last two. Uh, Do you guys have any hidden talents? 
Oh man. Mm. It's not cleaning. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, multitasking, maybe. <laughs> that's that's no, that's no, that's a hidden talent. Like you know, that's pretty it's, good talent. It ain't easy. I mean, I have kids, so I, I, I like just that's just what you do. You just multitask. You have no other choice in the matter. Um, I'm really good at banging out lists and making them. <laughs> <laughs> I am terrible right. at lists. Yeah, <laughs> love them. Get really excited for that. <laughs> All right, uh, last one. What's the artist or band you would like to meet? I'm not like. I'm not really like. I don't know. I'm not really like into anything banned. Me either, but I've been super into Two Feet. Yes. I don't know if you've ever heard him before, but I'm currently extremely obsessed with him. That's all I listen to. Um, very chill. So chill. You yeah. guys should listen to it if you haven't heard him. I'll put on the list. Yeah. Maybe like just like my 90s baby wants to meet the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't go Actually, wrong. boys. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> what are they up to now is the question right i got i got one more question for you girls um and just to wrap this one up is where can people find you uh what are you guys any uh future projects you guys are you want people to know about and so we can plug it into our show notes and people can kind of check that out so we um so just right now we're just on instagram we are on facebook, facebook. too but pretty much just instagram and then uh, it's Fitbay Fam is our handle. And then we just came out with uh, a program for like beginner, intermediate and advanced. And it's no gym, no problem. So it's, it's just bandit workouts. Body weight, yes, yeah. you can do it anywhere. And then, anytime. and then basically we have an app. So once you get the program, everything's documented on the app, you get the meal plan and then we have group chats. So um, that's part of like the package. You get the community part as well. Right. And then we will be coming out with challenges throughout the months. And then hopefully, like I said, maybe we can do some outdoor boot camps and they could be live, like live outdoor boot camps. Yeah. We'll call you guys. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, awesome. You got to join it. Yeah. For sure. We'll do that. Definitely. Awesome. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you girls so much for hopping on with us and chatting. It's always a pleasure to meet new people and make some connections. And, you know, you guys are always welcome back on the show. Um, if listeners, if you guys like this content, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review. You can check us, check, check us out on Instagram. I haven't done this one in a while at the next <laughs> level show. My personal page is at John Alva fitness, Gabe's at prime and glory and Mr. Mike's at Mike Nellis PT. 